0: everyone and welcome to Murder and
1: Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. We are putting down our books and picking up the paper. Because this is the morning news.
0: Well, Michelle, I think I'm going to revoke my Happy New Year's. Can we just try again next year? Absolutely. What's 365-ish more days? Seriously.
1: Come on 2022.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Seriously, I just want to hide in my bed under a blanket with my books and I don't want to leave. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) It's hard to put it all into words because it's just like, is this real life? Like everything is so crazy right now. And it's like, come on, first week of January and it's just out the window.
1: I know. I feel like if this was a movie script. If mm-hmm. like 2020 and the beginning of 2021 were a movie script that somebody was trying to pitch to a production studio, mm-hmm. the production studio would be like, "That's bullshit. None yeah. of that shit would happen. Right. Get the fuck out of here." It's like just choose but this is our
0: life. Exactly. It's like choose one storyline and stick to it for heaven's sake. But no, right? Nope. That's how a movie what? would work. But real life yeah. is just like I would be. oh here's this and this, and what about that, this and that, and that? Like,
1: what the fuck? Oh, and did you think about this? Right. And what about this?
0: (laughs) Have you considered this? (laughs) Uh. So, yes. Obviously, the big news right now is the attack on the Capitol, which this is shocking and disturbing, historic event, um, but we have always said that we will never get political. So we're just going to mentioned it briefly at the top of the show, but we don't want to spend too much time on it. Uh, Lots of people will probably disagree with this and ask, why have a platform if you're not going to talk about these things? And my answer to that is, I agree. These discussions are important and are needed. However, I believe that people should be allowed to turn off their brains and just escape the chaos for brief moments. Living in a state of panic and anxiety is not healthy. And yes, we are removed from the situation more than others, so we have that luxury to do so, but we want to be able to provide an escape for others as well. Ironically, that escape for us is true crime, which also involves Yay. very bad things. But if you're a murderino or a marlader I'm sure you'll understand.
1: Exactly. You worded that so beautifully. There's a lot of information coming at everybody right now. It's... Too mm-hmm. much. And this is my safe space to unwind and relax. And I hope it's your safe space to unwind and relax too. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, where we generally do true crime
0: news updates, we want to take a moment to highlight some good things from 2020 in the true crime world.
1: Yeah. Good things happened. It's true. We mm-hmm. did. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. of twisted, dark, and twisty things, but they're good things. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Would you like to start us off? sure um on march 28th los angeles serial killer Lonnie david franklin jr aka the grim sleeper died while on death row at san quentin he had flown under the radar from 1985 to 2007 he was convicted of killing nine women but believed he had killed at least 25 sayonara goodbye good riddance
0: on July 2nd, Ghislaine Maxwell, who of course was Jeffrey Epstein's longtime girlfriend and associate, air quotes, was arrested on multiple- Cough, cough pimp. <laughs> yeah, such a bad human. Uh, she was arrested on multiple criminal charges relating to his trafficking and sexual abuse of young women and girls, otherwise known as children. So let's all pray to the true crime gods that she isn't able to weasel her way out of any of the charges like Epstein was able
1: to do for so many years. Yeah, horrible human.
0: Yeah, I just went down Um, that rabbit hole this weekend and dear Lord. Yeah, (laughs) it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, but I'm glad I watched the the show on Netflix. So if you haven't yet, you should definitely do that because everybody should know about- It's on my list. I
1: just- yeah, haven't yes. been able to go down that rabbit hole
0: yes. just yet. We, we talked about before we were recording that for certain cases, you have to be in the right mindset to go into them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that is definitely one of them. I, it took me a long time to be like, okay, I'm ready to dig into this a little bit. Yeah, that
1: children word gets me, you know. It's tough. It's so tough. Mm-hmm. Anyways, on August 26th, Mark David Chapman... The man who murdered John Lennon was denied parole for the eleventh time <laughs> woo I love that
0: on November thirteenth Peter Sudcliffe aka the Yorkshire Ripper, died while serving twenty life terms. He was convicted of murdering thirteen women and attempting to murder seven more.
1: yeah, and if you haven't dove into his story there's also a mm-hmm. Netflix documentary on him I don't yes. know what's happening on Netflix right now because there's like the Yorkshire Ripper mm-hmm. they're doing a documentary on Dahmer they're doing <sighs> one on Ramirez like uh,
0: yes I'm, I'm super psyched for this for too. it yeah so, yeah I started yeah. watching yeah. the Ripper today I haven't completely like got sucked in yet but I'm going through it I'm gonna gonna see what it's all about Yeah, absolutely. But hey, I'm happy he's not around anymore.
1: Super cool. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And of course, on November 29th, Leslie Van Houten was denied parole for the fourth time. And we know we've already covered this one on Morning News, but it's worth mentioning again. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it makes me happy. December 30th. I
0: posted this on our social medias, but uh, Samuel Little, known as the deadliest serial killer in the United States, died at the age of eighty. He had confessed to strangling ninety-three people. Imagine ninety-three people in a room right now. Do it. It's, it's insane. I can't. It's like an it's auditorium. Oh my. God. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That would be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about true crime. We don't commit true crime. <laughs> right. Um, law enforcement have been able to verify 50 of these confessions with more pending final confirmation although the world is a better place without this man on it if you can call him a man more like monster monster. yep (laughs) the problem is all of the unidentified victims left in his wake Without him, it will likely make the identification process more difficult, especially in the cases where the bodies were never found.
1: The FBI is currently seeking assistance in connecting victims to Samuel Little's confessions. Visit their website, which will be linked in the show notes, to see descriptions and drawings of the victims. Identifying these women is so important so their family and friends can finally have closure. Absolutely. Yeah, so definitely go check that out. It's a little bit eerie to see the
0: pictures that Samuel Little drew himself of the murder victims it's disturbing but Mm. it's important that they're identified
1: absolutely it's so funny that all of our happy notes had a lot to do with death but you know (laughs) know. here we are
0: (laughs) it's just it's just who we
1: are yeah all right friends grab your glass and get cozy let's talk about murder dink All
0: right. First morning news of the year. Oof. Get it. I feel like it's going to be a wild year for news articles. (laughs) I can't even imagine the things that we will talk about. Nope. It's part of the fun, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's a roller coaster. I have um, our first article for today, and it is the Nashville Christmas Day Explosion. Hmm. So I've been intrigued by this story ever since I heard about it on Christmas Day while I was on the middle of a frozen lake ice fishing and Michelle sent me the story. It was much more exciting than the fishing. Trust me, it's been (laughs) slower than Canada Post during COVID Christmas, which, let me tell you, is pretty damn slow. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so bad. So bad. I still do not have my BTK book and it's you know, what? coming up pretty quick here, I kind of need to read the book before we record the show. So it'd be nice if I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> little sidebar. I imagine most people heard about the Nashville bombing, but with everything else going on in the world, I feel like the story has kind of been pushed to the side, so I wanted to look into it further. So the article that I um, read was called What We Know About the Nashville Christmas Day Explosion. It was on CNN, and it's written by Amir Vera, Deccan Andone, and Ralph Ellis. An early morning explosion rocked Nashville on Christmas. Police said a boxy white RV arrived at 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville at 1.22 a.m. on the Friday. Several hours later a resident in the area said she woke up to what sounded like an automatic weapon when she heard the sound again she called 911 police said they were called to the location after a report of shots fired around 1:30 th- a.m. <laughs> when officers responded to the scene they found a white RV parked in front of an AT&T transmission building that was repeatedly broadcasting a warning that an explosion would occur in 15 minutes how freaky would that be? Like, a Merry Friggin' Christmas, right? No. Like, Ugh. hearing a computerized voice booming down the street in the early morning telling people to evacuate now. Like, no, thank you. I mean, yeah, like, no. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the warning. I guess I do <laughs> appreciate that. But just how about don't blow shit up in the middle of the city? Totally. <laughs> Crazy. Responding Nashville police officers reported that the recording changed as they were working to evacuate residents from nearby buildings, eventually giving a three-minute warning, as well as playing the 1964 song, Downtown, by Petula Clark. Fucking eerie. (laughs) What? So just listen to these. Oh, that's creepy. And tell me it doesn't give you the chills while thinking about this whole situation. And no, I'm not going to sing. I'm just going to (laughs) tell you how it goes. So this is the beginning of the song. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help. I know downtown. Just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty. How can you lose? The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles, forget all your cares. So go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No finer place for sure. Downtown. Everything's waiting for you downtown. <laughs> Ugh. And I just gave myself the like chills. <laughs> Cause that is just Yeah, me too. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Go just go listen Ugh. to the song if you if you don't know how it goes. It's just it's supposed to be like a really happy, cheery song, but Thinking about it in that situation is like, it reminds me of The Purge, honestly. I don't know. It's just so creepy. Yeah. yeah. So after that, at 6.30 a.m., the blast occurred. The blast injured at least eight people and damaged more than 40 buildings, including an AT&T transmission facility that provides wireless service to much of the region. Officials say more people could have been hurt if it hadn't been for the swift response of six police officers who evacuated residents. So thank you to those people. I can't imagine how terrifying that would be. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So who was responsible for the explosion? Authorities identified the suspect as Anthony Quinn Warner, 63, who was inside his RV when it exploded. Warner lived in Antioch, Tennessee, which is about 12 miles, or just over 19 kilometers, southeast of downtown Nashville. He worked in IT as an independent contractor. An owner of a real estate company that had had him as a computer consultant for several years described Warner as a nice person who never exhibited any behavior which was less than professional. He said Warner told him he was retiring earlier this month. Creepy now. One way to retire, I guess. I guess so. A next-door neighbor of almost 20 years described Warner as kind of a hermit, as he sort of kept to himself. A different neighbor told CNN that earlier in the week he spoke with Warner, saying, Hey Anthony, is Santa going to bring you anything good for Christmas? Warner responded, Yes, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be so famous, Nashville will never forget me. Ooh. At the time, the neighbor thought he was referring to something good that was going to happen. But unfortunately, that was not the case. I know. So after the explosion, a tip about the RV involved led authorities to the suspect's home. An RV that matches the description can also be seen there on Google Maps. Bomb technicians cleared the house to ensure it was safe to enter. There are still many Unanswered questions in this case, though. One of the biggest being, what was the motive? Investigators are looking at any and all possible motives, but they have not connected the blast to terrorism. Douglas Korneski, FBI special agent, stated that the bombing has not been deemed an act of domestic terrorism because it would have been tied to an ideology or committed in furtherance of a political or social ideology. Uh, Retired FBI Special Agent James Gagliano said, "What makes this so perplexing is that the fact that it doesn't appear that the person or people who conspired to do this had any interest in causing any type of mass casualties, which is exactly what I thought. It's so strange. One building that had suffered significant damage in the blast was the AT&T building. In the immediate aftermath of the blast." AT&T service in Nashville remained online thanks to backup power supplies, although some of the backup power generators had been damaged as well. The restoration of the wireless services was considered the highest priority because of its importance to its customers and first responders. So theories, personal theory, he didn't want to harm people, but I think one of the buildings in the area was his target. Given he worked in IT, I think it was directed at the AT&T building. I do not know. Was it a certain person or was it the company itself at this time? It's, it's impossible to say.
1: Yeah. I would I've read quite a bit about it. I hadn't mm-hmm. actually heard about the creepy ass song mm-hmm. uh, or anything that he'd said, but, mm-hmm. um, in the Yumbra yard, I was reading, mm-hmm. um, an article, which is the dark poutine Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people from Nashville that posted mm-hmm. about it and they said, yeah, it, He was just out to cause destruction. He wasn't causing, like, he didn't want to hurt people. He just wanted to cause destruction. So they didn't really know why, but I'm with you. It has to be directed at the AT&T building. Yeah, I mean. Because he would know, working in IT, he would know what he would be taking out. Well, exactly, yeah. And obviously, we like to
0: make things make sense. So we have to put a reason behind it just to park in a random place To do this in the middle of downtown just seems too strange like there must have been a motive there can't just not be a
1: motive and he was it was obviously premeditated it's not like he woke up in the morning on christmas and he was like well yep i think i'm gonna put a bomb in this thing and drive it downtown yeah exactly off we We go obviously new for a little while at least so yeah some horrible suicide yeah
0: Oh yeah. Also,
1: whatever. Yeah. Like,
0: I was also going to mention the gunshots that were heard originally, because at first I heard Mm -hmm. gunshots. Like, I heard about that, and I was like, "Oh, he probably killed himself before the explosion." But it was just strange that it sounded like automatic weapons. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was a further uh, attempt to clear the area by shooting a whole bunch. That was my first thought, and I thought maybe it was a recording. Even. Yeah. It could have been that too. Yeah. Or even not an automatic weapon, but being in a small area with lots of buildings, I don't know mm-hmm. if the sound could bounce yeah. around or whatever. But anyways, I thought that was an interesting detail yeah. as
1: well. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and what we know from when I covered Oklahoma, yeah. the, how they were going to be able to piece that puzzle together, like the FBI has been working on it nonstop, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. but I know that they're going to be putting a lot of work into it and they'll be able to figure out some more answers. Yes. Hopefully.
0: Yep. And we'll be looking out for those answers because I think it's a very interesting, very mysterious
1: situation. So. Totally. Yeah. Excellent. Can we just skip mine? (laughs) Well, we
0: could, but we're here. You wrote it down. (laughs) It was only you to blame.
1: I did, but I don't want to, Talk about this ass face, but I guess I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the the happiest yeah. um, case, right. even though we're like this is no. our escape
0: from the crazy things in the world, and then we're like, here yeah. you go. Yeah,
1: I know we You know, those. it's because I, I, it's because I live for the bizarre article at the end. That's yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I, go, I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so my article is titled "World's Deadliest Serial Killer." Louis Garavito who killed over 150 children will be released in 2021. <sighs> like I said, yeah,
0: 2022 here we let come. Let's sit for a minute. Can we just like hop forward and hopefully this man is no more at that point?
1: <laughs> well, I have some wishes for him. So. Yes, yeah, but we've got to not yes, about 150 loud. children. Yeah. Possibly more. But um, yeah. the source I got this from is from BugSpace.com, which is kind of an interesting website. Very mm. cool. It didn't actually have an author on it, so I'm not sure who to give the credit to, but <laughs> Um So Louis Garavito targeted boys between the age of six to 16 as his victims. His victims were clearly identified by their age, gender, and social status. Garavito's victims were either homeless, peasants, or orphans, He would approach the young boys, either on a busy street, and then lure them by bribing them with small gifts such as candy, gifts, and part-time jobs. Garavito would disguise himself as different characters and offer the boys work, such as a priest, a farmer, a street vendor, a drug dealer, a gambler, and even a homeless man. Oh my god. I know. Once he gained the trust of a child, he would take the boy on a walk until they were tired and vulnerable, which made it easy for him to handle the children. Later, he would first tie up his victims and then he removed their clothes and then proceeded to torture, rape, and sometimes decapitate them. Oh, that's awful. It's terrible. I omitted specific parts yeah. of the article because yeah. it was too much. But um, In 1997, a mass grave was discovered prompting police to launch an investigation into their disappearances. A few months later, in February 1998... The bodies of two naked children were found on a hillside, lying next to each other, and a few feet away from another body was found. All of them had their hands bound and their throats slashed. The murder weapon was also found nearby. While searching the area around the bodies, police found a note with an address handwritten on it. Upon further investigation, the address turned out to be of Garavito's girlfriend. When investigators arrived at this house, he wasn't home, his girlfriend was, who gave them access to his things that were inside the house. The police had access to many of his possessions, which contained a number of Garavito's belongings. Um, in one of the bags, police found detailed journals of his murders, tally marks of his victims, and some bills. And additional information led them to Garavito's new house. Wow, can you hear that? Yeah, a little, a little bit. It's not too bad. It's... Um, a neighbor with a very tiny penis driving a very large truck. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I should know that sound. There's um, anyways, goes around. Yeah. 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 But his residence was vacant. Investigators believed that whether he was traveling away or attempting to find it, his next victim. However, he was picked up by the police just after a few days, and on an unrelated on on an unrelated charge of attempted rape against a boy. Mm. Wow. Words, man. Luckily for the boy, the struggle between Garavito and the boy was observed by a homeless man who intervened and rescued the boy. Garavito was arrested. Detectives took DNA samples from Garavito's pillow and living area while he was out of his cell. And Garavito confessed to killing 140 children and was charged with killing 172 altogether throughout Colombia. Holy Jesus. Mm -hmm. Garavito was found guilty on 138 of the 172 accounts and was sentenced to 1,853 years and nine days in prison, the lengthiest sentence in Colombian history. Oh, excuse me, but I thought you said he was being released. However, Uh. the Colombian law limits imprisonment to 40 years. And after Garavito helped police find the victim's bodies, his sentence was further reduced to 22 years, and he is scheduled to be released in 2021.
0: How does that, mathematically or logically, or anything, how does that make sense? That is
1: that is insane. Isn't that the most fucked up thing you've heard today?
0: Yeah, almost all year. I wish I could say it all year, but you know, it's, it, I mean, it's right up there. Almost right up there.
1: You oh, go from having God. 1800 years to 22 years. 22.
0: That is significantly yeah. different. That's insane. Yeah.
1: And so so he's been kept in solitary his entire time because they Great. were worried that he would get murdered in prison. Um so from what I read, he was kept in solitary confinement for his entire sentence because because why not? I believe that uh, child murderers are not treated very kindly in prison and they were concerned that he would die.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm
1: concerned that uh, he's out. He's going to be out in the public. That's my concern personally. Uh, that's I have huge concerns about that. And I'm yeah. surprised actually. Um, you, ha- I have this image in my head of like Colombia, right? It's like mm-hmm. heavy cartel country. Right. And mm-hmm. these are people's children. And the cartel doesn't take kindly to killing children generally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that he actually made it to prison. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. And I
1: had heard a rumor that he was some cousin of Pablo Escobar, but I haven't been able to like, actually make it confirm yeah. that. I find out that it's true. Right. And, Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, the fact that he's been in solitary confinement for. 22 years and now is going to be released but again is another just, huge concern because we all know what let's that just does let him out to people's brains like yeah yeah it's just okay here you go you've been like totally isolated for a lifetime like really yeah and now we're just gonna let you back out into the world like because I right. feel like you know the transition probably it's not gonna go well it's not gonna be smooth just saying it's no it's very problematic no. in every
1: sense um I mean I like to hope that maybe the cartel will take him out on his way out yeah, the door or you know something that, but you know I'd be fine
0: the whole time you're describing it I just wanted to scream um oh fuck <laughs> no, I lost it um John Wayne Gacy why can't I think of his name for a second fucking John Wayne Gacy like so many parts about this I was like oh my god Oh my God. So like he know. lured in boys by offering jobs. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. He would um, tie them up. Then he would kill them, mass graves, all of that. I was just like, I was like, wanted to scream. But
1: then I was like, nope, that I know yourself. He's Colombian Gacy minus yeah. the clown mask, right? But, but he put, he did put on costumes. That's true. Oh my
0: God. This is crazy. Crazy. Yeah so yeah. interesting interesting but
1: terrifying i know good lord i know and like the world is so scary <laughs> the other thing that like really stood out to me was the volume of homeless mm-hmm. peasant children yeah yeah no like kidding. unclaimed children which just breaks my right. friggin' heart and yeah well oh, okay it's definitely not okay but yeah so i think his he
0: was able to get away with it for obviously so much longer than John Wayne Gacy because, like John Wayne Gacy's mm-hmm. victims, some of them had families, and then so they went looking they had people for people that their, loved him and yes, were missing their for children. Them. Yeah, and obviously the people that this guy went after, the children, were just in such terrible
1: situations. It's so sad. I know. I know. It just the whole thing just broke my heart. Um, ugh, I hate it. I
0: hate it too. I hate it too. I bet you. Yeah. Love a bizarre article right now,
1: please. Cause like, I sure do, you do. have like six, I, I like have six
0: bizarre articles. I have two. I have two.
1: <laughs> well, two I is have... better than one.
0: Yes. I have my original one that I just picked the other day. Cause I'm like, yeah, I can, if I can't find anything else, I'll go with this one. Cause it made me chuckle. So I'll only spend a moment on this one, but it is from people.com. And the title is New Jersey man allegedly attacks six people with tree branch and steals two cars in Manhattan <laughs> with the tree branch, with the tree branch. Like he did a lot of damage. Like there's a vehicle that's like bashed up like the windows broken and everything like that but the reason why I like this article so much was the first um paragraph in here it says a New Jersey man has been arrested after allegedly assaulting several people across Manhattan with a quote wooden weapon that has been identified as a tree branch (laughs) like (laughs) wow (laughs) like did you have to get a specialist out to make that identification it was that um difficult for you (laughs) A wooden weapon. A wooden weapon. So I just had to laugh at that um that phrase wow <laughs> Yes. But uh yeah, he went on wow. like the rampage apparently and um was just going crazy and attacking people with a freaking tree branch, which sounds actually very scary if you are just driving and then all of a sudden somebody is like trying to and beat you with a stick like it doesn't sound
1: fun beating the piss out of your car <laughs> with a tree branch yeah, yeah no thanks i
0: don't it wouldn't be fun but uh yeah anyways that's my my very quick one there i thought that was pretty Did funny they say why uh that's a great question um i think i don't think they said why i think after he was detained he's going to the hospital for a psychiatric evaluation you don't say. Yes. <laughs> Other than like, there's no hint of what set him off or the reason behind it. He was just on a random rampage and that was his weapon of choice.
1: God. Yeah. Kind of makes me happy that I don't leave my house anymore. Right? His name was Brian
0: Thompson and he's 43 years old. I feel like I should just put that out there to be like, dude, why? What are you doing? Please stop. Well, I hope he gets the help that he needs. Me too. Me too. I'm glad that, um, I mean, some people did get hurt a little bit, but I'm glad it wasn't worse. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, So my other article, I was looking for an article today because I was like, I need a really good one because I knew what our articles would be and I knew what your article was going to be. And I was like, oh, I need, I need a doozy. So. Okay. Okay. So what'd you find? I've gone through my regular places, my people.com, oxygen, like all that jam, right? And it's, you know, all, all of the States things right now. And I'm like, Ooh, I need to Uh escape. I need to escape. So I went to the UK. (laughs) I just, I hopped over the pond. I was like, Hey guys, what's up with you? Um, So (laughs) I was scrolling and this one, it stopped me dead in my tracks. So I was like, Oh dear Lord. Um, It's from, that's usually how I pick a bizarre (laughs) article. Yeah. It's it's the ones that stopped me dead. So it got the biggest reaction from me. So it's on mirror.co.uk. And uh, let's see, the authors are Chris Murphy and Matthew Dresch. So I just want to say ahead of time, I don't normally go for these articles and I just apologize to any family that's listening, but um,
1: (laughs) the title is... Oh, I'm excited now.
0: (laughs) The title is Wife bites off husband's penis after he refuses to get rat out of bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's the reason is what got me. The reason for this all yep. is what really yep. was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I have questions. <laughs> I mean... I can tell you some things, but I don't know if it really gives a great answer. <laughs> well, oh, tell me God. some things and then I'll ask you my question. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, so this actually wasn't in the UK. It was in a Zambian town of Kitwi. And uh, it happened to Abraham Musanda, who is 52 years old. He was allegedly attacked by his 40-year-old wife, Makupa, following a row about a rodent. And I apologize if I've pronounced anything wrong. I can't say words in general. Um, So (laughs) she claimed the animal was pestering her and became infuriated when she came home after a few drinks uh, with some pals to find a rat near her bed. Feeling unable to sleep while the pesky rodent had the run of the room, she ordered her husband to get rid of it. A scuffle... Apparently ensued when he refused, with Makupa managing to sink her teeth into his genitals, causing a quote major tear. Um. So apparently, the pair are e- essentially separated, but they still live under the same roof, but in separate rooms. So things were already not. Going they're separated now. now. <laughs> I would hope so. Just get away from each other. Um, so he obviously was rushed to um, a hospital for urgent medical treatment following the incident. Um, it doesn't say how he is doing at this time. I hope he's doing well. And it doesn't really say what happened to her either. So it's very open-ended I apologize you know usually like to have a good middle beginning and end to a story but I don't have an end I just know that this crazy thing happened and there isn't a good reason for it and I I don't know I just don't know
1: I'm not even mad I'm not even (laughs) mad that it doesn't have an ending yeah so yeah
0: basically woman gets home after a few drinks there's a road in her bedroom and she's not happy about it and a scuffle broke out which (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) Picture that in your head. Oh, I am like 100%. I'm it's playing in my head. I I mean, I'm omitting some certain parts, but the, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like, I've heard of the story of this, you know, injury happening before. It's always so ridiculous, but over a rat, over a rat, over a rat. and like,
1: over, what. And like, I could see potentially it accidentally happening. Sure. You know, yeah. If you get startled by a rat, well, I get. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know what you mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but apparently I'm they're in picturing... some weird
0: wrestling hold. That's what I'm
1: picturing. Yeah, so he's just like snoozing away, probably in the nude good I for guess. you bud you do you yeah and she just like comes in like a shrieking banshee and like, <laughs> starts like oh my god yeah. wrestling with him and chomping at him if you're that
0: fired up and like aggressive just take care of the rat yourself lady <laughs> get a broom yeah. play some hockey and slap shot that thing out of there that's all i'm saying and
1: you're obviously feeling a little aggressive I think
0: you can take on the rat right like you can do it just don't do what you decided to do just don't do that and and you said the rat had been tormenting her apparently yes yes. yeah something like that
1: (laughs) something like that um so was it like a wily wily
0: coyote kind of rat or (laughs) I don't know but the word was pestering pestering her because it's a pest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. And she was unable to sleep. And I mean, I know I get cranky when I can't sleep, which is every single night, but like, that's nobody's fault, but my that's own. Excessive. <laughs> that's excessive. That's excessive. I'm not going to blame anybody but myself. No, just, I just... just, her poor husband. It's like... a poor dude. I feel sorry for just the guy. snoozing in a way. Just ladies, night ladies. Gone wrong. <laughs> let's just be strong, independent people and take care of it ourselves. Let's just like take just care of your own it. damn rat. Take care of the rat. Just do it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's easy for me to say here in Alberta where we are like one of the only places that are technically rat free. <laughs> but uh, right I Oops. could do it. I mean, I take on muskrats. I mean- They're those things are vicious. And they're basically rats, so well, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they will, yeah. they will go for you, like across the yard. It will see you, and it's like, and they're you. And then it, it will. Some die. of
1: the worst injuries I've seen yes. on dogs are muskrat. Oh attacks. yeah,
0: yeah, lots of yeah. cut, cut faces, <laughs> lips. Yeah, torn <laughs> Just... to
1: shit, man. Oh, and yeah. they bleed. Oh, I know. I do you have a?
0: <laughs> I have a funny muskrat story. Do you? <laughs> I, I kind of do too. This is taking such a strange oh. turn, but let's
1: let's do it. Tell me about it. I need it. I need it after the yeah. Oh yeah. what's his face? <laughs> I was walking home from work. Um, it was probably in my first year when I was at the clinic, and I was walking home from work, and it was just getting like dusk out, and I go to cross the street to my house that I was living in, and there's a crosswalk. It's right by a school, and crossing in the crosswalk is a must nice and so I'm just like looking at this muskrat as it's just like <laughs> it's kind of like looking both ways like yeah I'm I'm good I'm like
0: I'm, I'm a town rat I'm
1: <laughs> I know how this works you're vicious yeah and I'm I'm gonna wait and cross and he just like crossed in the crosswalk and then like carried off into the bush and I was like very nice it knows kay. what it's doing yeah <laughs> so strange <laughs> That reminds me
0: of a couple of years ago on our town, like connections, Facebook page, somebody was like, had a picture of a muskrat in the middle of a road and was like, what is this thing? And it was hilarious to me. I was dying laughing. Um, Uh, Yeah, I saw that one too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we've, uh, my husband and I have had many incidences with muskrats because, you know, we spend a lot of times outdoors and- hmm they're they're everywhere if you're around a slough, there's a good chance that there's muskrats around but um I wasn't vicious. here for this but um Wiley was driving one day and these things are so vicious if you don't know like my dad was once driving and there was a muskrat on the road and it dove into his tire to bite it obviously did not go well yeah. for the muskrat it lost that battle but that's how freaking vicious they can be so <laughs> like Suicide rats, man It's true So this basically happened to Wiley But he didn't run it over So he got out to like shoo it away So he was trying to like kind of like kick the muskrat Like off the road, like get out of here But then the muskrat was trying to bite him So they were in the middle of a gravel road Doing this like little cha-cha dance Like trying to bite but then like (laughs) kick And then like avoid and like, oh my god He said it went on for like two full minutes Of like them chasing each other And I just, god, I wish I was there I wish, but I have a I beautiful know. image in my head that's just. I was gonna say, I have so the perfect. best picture of Wiley. <laughs> it's,
1: it's like chatting with the
0: muskrat. A little tap dance with his cowboy boots, like, <laughs> like the floor's hot. <laughs> this rat is trying to bite his ankles. It's like, it's so funny. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We're a little hick. Yeah. Just love it. Yeah. That's fine. That's we have fine. these, these. We have these stories that, you know, I don't think a lot of other yeah. podcasters have. I think we're, no we might be a no. little bit unique in this situation.
1: And I like that. I have never heard another podcast talk about muskrat. No, even our very After, after talking podcast. about, yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> after talking about a bitten off penis. Yeah. You know, no. where the road takes you. That's,
0: that's where yeah, we are. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't think that's a <laughs> phrase, but <laughs> it makes no? sense to me. Oh man. Good by me. Yes.
1: Well, that's wow. Well, I that like. Was... I like that note to end on is a little yeah. fun. Yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, let us know what you think about the episode. And if you see a story we should cover, make sure to send it in. You can email us at murderedmerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Murder Merlot Podcast. Facebook at Murder Merlot Podcast and Twitter at Murder and Merlot One. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts,
0: Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed, and
1: if you don't, you're dead to me. And next up, we are doing Serial Killer's Daughter by Carrie Rawson and Confessions of a Serial Killer, The Untold Story of Dennis Rader, The BTK Killer by Katherine Ramsland. Oh, man. I am working very hard to get that done for next week, but mm-hmm. it might not. Mm-hmm.
0: Do do you want to tell the people about
1: your writing so far? How it's going? Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) So I sat down to write today. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I sat down to write today. I did this episode and I was like, okay, like I can do BTK. And I'm sitting there. I'm trying to figure out the best way to start it. And I'm sitting there for a long time. And I finally just like type what's in my brain. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. And all I said was... BTK is a weasel dick, and I hate him. I, so that's as far as I got today. Yeah. So
0: hopefully. And she was like, yeah, this is all I got. And I'm like, hey, that looks perfect to me. Like, that could be our full episode. <laughs> like, that's that's all we got to say about you, BTK. Right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. I love that. So, yeah. I love <laughs> that. that was just so full circle, as in we were talking about rat, muskrat. Weasel, dick, weasel dick. Right, <laughs> it's
1: all in oh there. God.
0: Yes, yep. it is. It's <laughs> if that's what you came here for. You're welcome. That's what we have. Yeah, that's what we have for you. An organic circle. We didn't even plan that shit. No, I don't think you could if you tried. I don't know why why you would try that, but <laughs> <I didn't realize. laughs>
1: but that's, that's
0: what happens in our brain.
1: But anyways. <laughs> on that happy note, remember to drink wine. Because it's
0: not good to keep things bottled up. Bye. Bye.